Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont. Everything that you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am your host, Brady Steffel. Joining me today is another host. Annie Larner. And we too are joined by... Steve Cookick. And Steve Cookick, what is your uh, name to fame around town? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm the president of the board for the Longmont Symphony. Uh, I'm on the board for Recovery Cafe here in Longmont. Uh, and I am the treasurer of the Longmont Alliance for Arts and Entertainment, which is the reason I think you invited me. No, so, you just seem like a nice guy. <laughs> well, I, I try We're not to talking be a nice about guy. any of that, I promise. I try to be a nice guy. <laughs> and he's a golfer, we learned a golfer. five minutes ago. And I go to church right across the street over here at Longmont Central. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Central yeah. Presbyterian? Yeah. yeah. That's another historic I, uh, church. Yeah. I used to write grants for Recovery Cafe. Oh, cool. Yeah, a couple of the first. Yeah, yeah I've been on the board since it started. So. Yeah, so I was helping Lisa back in the oh, day. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Great, great mission. Love that place. It's a wonderful place. Yeah, so well, here welcome. we are. Yeah, welcome okay. in. And uh, I guess we'll talk about Longmont. Yeah. You want to just. Annie said she's got stuff to do. I got places <laughs> no, to go. Stuff to do. It's his fault. And then she wanted to talk about chimney sweeps. <laughs> no, I want to talk about organ pipe pipe organs. pipe organ maintainers. She said that they're roughly the same. <laughs> Are there pipe organs at uh, Central Press? It's sort of. Oh, really? It, it sounds like it's a pipe organ. It's more electronic, but it's uh, oh, it's electronic. Do you have an organist at your church? Oh, yes, and she is you do. magnificent. Oh, they're so yeah. rare. Shirley Grindzek is just a great musician. Nice, nice. Yeah. Do. Uh, this is like super off topic, but where I grew up, um, the, I would say the cadence of the this, the hymns and stuff was not like brisk and lively. I, I'm Catholic from the Midwest. Do they play like an upbeat sort of thing? Um, it, I guess it depends on how you define upbeat. Uh, we use a traditional hymnal, mm-hmm. so um, and we don't have a rock band on the stage. We have the organist, we have a pianist, and then we have the choir. We had we had that, but it was like angels. We have heard. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. And you're just like, it's like, come on, like this is it's a snappy jam. Let's. I just always wanted to pick See, it. And I'm at the church that tries to do the snappy jams, although we're like not that crazy. But I desire the pipe organ that's so easy to sing with. Yeah, yeah. We we uh, moved here from Salt Lake uh, in the year 2000, and when we were in Salt Lake, we were in a community chorus that was run by a former conductor of the Tabernacle Choir. Oh wow! And you know, I'm That's a legit. second tenor, sort of, but um, but and my wife's a great alto, but it was really fun because he did his own arrangements. Oh, fun, yeah! And so it became a lot more fun, a wow. lot more upbeat. Wow, a lot it's, more yeah. The way it's done back home is really just to let people have time to catch up. You know, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's yeah. just da 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 da. You know, so like the joyful refrains and stuff. Like it doesn't feel joyful. It's just like we're just you know we got to feel time. Well, that's kind of the Catholic bent. You know, you just gotta it feel is. guilty and yeah. sad all the time. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Longmont, great church news. Uh, I know. We're, and we'll circle back on, on why you're here, but we'll one hundred percent. So that's a teaser for y'all, but we'll get into some um, Longmont news. What <laughs> we'll you got? Do, what you got, Brady? Uh, yeah. So Winchell's reopened January. Saw an article. Um, I know we've mentioned it, but I saw. Um, What's the over under on on when they actually? I, it seemed pretty solid. Um, though, though the top comment on the subreddit is, I feel like we've heard this before, and it's always been next month, then the month after that. That's what I'm saying. I want to believe it, but the history of this place is making it hard. I think the line is like. Four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. Four so weeks say, after whatever they say. <laughs> okay. That's the one. Yeah. Just N plus. Uh-huh. N plus. Yeah, T, I suppose it's time. Maybe you'd go with a T. T plus <coughs> four Sorry. months. It's four, four weeks. Whatever. Send in your over-under. But that's they're saying. Um, they said basically there's $500,000 worth of damage 
to the place, which seems like a lot considering they drove a car into it. Um, not the owners, not that I know of. Well, the problem too is like you go and you do a bunch of damage and you got to redo it, and then to make matters worse, someone broke in... into the donut house and stole its electrical wiring too. This is right, just, yeah. right, right. But so. but if you think about a reconstruction project like that, you're now you're bringing the city mm-hmm. and building code into everything because they got to mm-hmm. come look at okay, did you repair this correctly? And oh, by the way, that's a violation. That's a violation. That's a violation. That's a violation. So right. you're stuck now. You're basically redoing your whole building when you right. really just need to repair this like hole in the wall. Literally. Yeah. So that's neat. We'll see. So yeah, that's a Steve. Are you a donut man? <laughs> Best apple fritters. That's anywhere. You're, you're speaking my Winchell's. language. We're 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 soulmates. I mean, the apple fritters. And they, you do have to sit down afterwards though, because you, you get really high I know. and frenetic. And I love, yeah. You get the big ones, and it's like I can't eat all that. <laughs> yes, but then you, you get stoned, you can't stop. <laughs> I used so to love good. an apple fritter. That oh, was like my they're jam. They're the yeah. best. I know that's Super specifically good. what I miss so badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all waiting their opening. Well, we'll see if it actually happens. Hey, by the way, I finally had a mochi donut at that mochi oh, donut place yeah, down there. How was it? Um, by the old Lucky's. Oh, I miss Lucky's. Cute Brady. Um, you know, it was it was pretty good. I had the um, what's the green tea one called? The green Ma- matcha? a matcha yeah. a donut, and that was actually really good. Um, but they were so expensive. It was like almost four dollars a donut or something, three yeah. bucks, and they were. And you can't just come in and buy one donut. If you're gonna buy one donut, you have to buy a drink, a boba drink. Um, or they, they, they like say yeah. two drink minimum at the yeah. door. Yeah, like, like you have to geez. buy a boba drink with your donut, and I've if you don't, like or that. you can buy like three donuts if you want to buy only donuts. And so, and it was like nine something for three donuts. Wow. So it was, you know, it's a little pricey, I've but it was a fun treat. That like make you buy drinks, and yeah. they are usually not the kinds of places I mean, you would go with. You're a family. donut shop. You you gotta be able to buy one donut. And right. It's a donut shop, like, but it's not really a donut shop. It's like a donut remix yeah. shop. Well, I'm not one to weigh in, as is known uh, around here. But yeah. yeah, I'm glad to hear it. It was good, though. It was good. I, I'd say give it a try. Give, we'll see how they do. Yeah. No, yeah. awesome. But with, it's in that complex with Lucky's. It's in that. Uh, yeah. Which which one? The uh, where Subway used to be across from Once Upon a Child. Okay. Yeah. Another place that I don't go to. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. You, if you know, you know. <laughs> right. And hopefully that food hall will be open soon. I think that they're, you know, one, sometime yeah. in 2024, we'll see that, that place. Do something. Um, big gear for. I got another one, another uh, opening. Spitz, 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 Spitz. I don't know. I think it's Mediterranean, so I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the new Mediterranean restaurant. Mediterranean. Where is that exactly? Uh, opening today over by the movie theater. It would be nice to get right. some Mediterranean food without having to go to Boulder. Thank you, Bright Earth A2, H2. And is that a local operator? Is it like a franchise? Do you know the deal? Um, we are two names, giggle, something, something. Da, 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 da. I don't even know. Uh, what it looks like is that the website was made by the same people that made Rosa Cantina's right, website. Um, right. Looks very similar to that. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to this because they, they they mark gluten-free stuff on their menu. Nice. So I want to try That's it. Good. Yeah, I do want to try it. It's where Marcos was. Right? Oh, right. On oh the way okay. To the That's theater, a big yeah. restaurant. That's yeah. like, yeah, that's a good big sit down. So I hope that they, you know, pull it off. Like going to stuff like that, Indian food's always been hard because if I right. ask a lot of times, like, no, oh, the food's great. I'm like, I'm not asking if it's good. It's just that's going to make me sick. Uh, <laughs> I went to, by the way, Tiffin's yesterday. That was my first time going. Yeah, how was it? FYI, the medium is hot. The oh boy! Real hot. Yeah, my tum tum these days. <laughs> I guess how I felt like I, I need a tums. Well <laughs> yeah, I used to go like full on burn in, burn out. Like I'd be like, "This is great," <gasps> and now it's like, "No, no, 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 no! I'll be up all night." Just <laughs> yeah. and then like the whole next day is ruined. Yeah, you're just like, I can't leave the house. I had the like cheese chunk paneer, um, 
And the flatbread was really good. Mm. That was insane. Um, definitely really good. It, it held up and obviously a beautiful build out. They made that space lovely. Do you like Indian food, Steve? Mm-hmm. I really yeah. do. Have you had Tiffin's yet? Have not. Yeah, really good. I like the you one know, on Maine. This flavor of flavor Indian. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. You seem like a downtown guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. You're in good company. We're downtown. Yeah, we're, we're downtown. But I, but I have been trying to get over to South South Hover because I feel like they have some pretty good restaurants now in Village of the Peaks between Tiffin. We'll have this new one. And then they have that. The Japanese one, um, Izakaya, which I haven't had yet, but I've heard they have the best ramen in town now. Mm. Well, let that? me know that is. Yeah. And, the, the and the Hofang Viet, it was just my favorite fa in town. So that whole like center has got some juju right now and then Ozo. It's kind of good. Nice. Nice yeah, I, I got to go out and try some of these other ones because there are options that I can eat. Um, for a while there was like – because you can fi- if you just make sure that none of the stuff in it has gluten in it. Once in a while, the, right. the meatballs or something, they'll use something like that. Right, throw some breadcrumbs in there, yeah, right. sneaky breadcrumbs. Uh, screw you, Brittany. Okay, and one more, speaking of South Hover, I got a shout-out. Woo! I got a shout-out Texas Roadhouse. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> we got one of these, like, free kids' mail things for f- perfect attendance or whatever for the quarter for my kids. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so your right. kids are Texas too. Roadhouse. All right, we'll, we'll go check it out. And we went there like on a Thursday night. I was like, I don't want to cook. Let's go to Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Haven't been there since I was in high school. Right. And, and it was, first of all, number one, it was packed. We went in, we were like, yeah. oh my gosh, there were people sitting outside all, like it was so busy yeah. on a Thursday night. And I couldn't believe it. I went, and we, like, it wasn't even that, I don't know, five something. And it was packed. And we go inside and we're like, surely it's going to be a 45 minute wait. And they were like, oh, it's 10 to 20. I was like, eh. and we decided to leave at that point, but we put our name in. And as we were driving out the parking lot, I was like, your table's ready. Head back. Get back like, in. Okay. Yeah, so we went back. It was so fast. And they're like, sit on this dot. You go in and they're like, stand on this dot, you know, while you wait. Cause they're okay. like running this place like a tight ship. You know, it's like if you are teed up now, if you're like on deck for getting sat, Oh. They make your party stand over here because it gets so insane in this it's a foyer area. Box. Nice. Yeah, totally. And they finally sat us and they bring the super like greasy rolls to the table and get you like <laughs> munching on those. And then the super tall beers, like we're looking around going, oh my God. Like it's just, it was just a different world. However, yeah. with all my criticism of like, I'm like, this is not my vibe or style of restaurant. Right. I will say it was some of the best service I've had any anywhere yeah, in a long time, right, like yeah. they ran it so tight. There were so many people in there, and they just—they're good. They're pro. They know how to like hmm. deal with a full house. And the guy that service was on it, he was so sweet. We were really impressed with that. And there was a nonprofit on the way in Crossroads School that was being mm-hmm. sub, like doing some tabling. We sat down at the tables like Roberta's Legacy QR code here. Obviously, we were there because they supported our school, mm-hmm. like our local school. And I was like, all right, like hats off. Tons of support for the local community. You've been around for a really long time. There's obviously a reason. This place is full. You're super nice people. It felt like the pump house of South Longmont. That's huh. how it felt. Well, shout out to Barb. I think Barb's the one from. It was Barb. Yeah. She was there hanging yeah, she's out. Great. Yep. Barb, yeah, Barb, Barb, Barb B. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, last it was time. awesome. Sorry, Barb. So the, I'll say the food was extremely mediocre, but <laughs> everything else <laughs> <laughs> for great service and mediocre food. Try Texas Roadhouse, it was. I mean, the pump house of that's South the truth. Longmont. <laughs> so and I mean, like, out. I will say, like, I kind of feel the same way. And this is probably blasphemous because a lot of people love Pump House. I'm like, it's fine. It's uh, fine. The food at Pump House is. Far better than Texas Roadhouse. Okay. That's objectively props, true. Props, yeah. uh, props to Pump House then. <laughs> I haven't been in a minute. Yeah. So anyway. That's I got another one. I what can't. You re- when you're driving on a highway, such as diagonal, headed into Boulder last Saturday, and you see vehicles up ahead either stopping or stopped in traffic, like traffic line, repeatedly tapping their brakes, it might be a good idea to slow down. Maybe. Just maybe there's a horse on the loose trotting down the road in opposition to traffic. Especially if you're on a... On a motorcycle, you might want to slow down instead of just 
Zip around, just saying. And the next comment is, is the horse okay? <laughs> Wait, what is going on? There's a horse on the diagonal, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, that's whether it's, yeah, they're saying there's a horse. Okay, I, all right. So apparently that's that's happened. And then they say, is the horse okay? I don't know. I called 911 and hope for the best. Honestly, it's never a dull moment on the diagonal. Yeah, it really isn't. I never use it. I just <laughs> go, I go the side roads because it takes me an extra three minutes to get to work. Three minutes? Oh, because of where you, to Boulder? Yeah, I go at Arapahoe oh. and 55th. Okay, yeah, I guess. So yeah, I go down on that. basically oh 75th oh most God. of the way in. I could drive the diagonal with my eyes closed, I think. It's, that's really which dangerous. Would be really dangerous. That's not really a good idea. Really super dangerous. <laughs> super bad idea. We do not endorse that. Tacos al Molcajete is having a nine-year anniversary. You'll like this. Uh, celebration. We missed this, so we didn't even know about this. But Ten years, huh? N- nine years. Nine years. Uh, this Sunday on the 22nd, one time I mentioned him to him that they were talking about him uh, on the Side Dish Longmont podcast. <laughs> so now he always remembers me as his internet friend. Ooh, that cut out. There, there we go. go. Are we back? I'll just hold this right now. Wow, this is bunky. All right. There we go. There we go. I'm not going to touch that anymore. I can't <laughs> see you through my microphone. He asked me to post somewhere. He said, I remembers me as his internet friend. He asked me to post this somewhere. I'm feeling some pressure that I make a good post and we all show up and give him support. Da 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 da. Nine years is great to celebrate. Da 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 da. I told him, hey, you listen. And I said, I'd, I'd give um, this dude who shouted us out, I'd give him a shout out and say, hey, everybody seems to love tacos on Melcajete. Head on down there. Sweet. It's probably better than Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, nine years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. They said so that, that's the old AW location, that one. Is that what that is? Yeah. No. Way, way no. long time ago. I didn't realize it was AW. Yeah, because you have the whole awning thing that comes out, and there was the parking on either side of it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't I couldn't have told you. <laughs> so yeah, that was a banger. I was like, oh nice. cool, yeah. They're like, yeah. So that somebody mentioned us on the subreddit without prompting, which is fun. So we got it. We got it. What mention. up, subreddit? Hey, have you seen um, the Lou Cardenas building coming together? They've got they're putting up facade now. Not in the last Nathan. two weeks. Yeah, it's looking good. Is it Finally, coming, yeah, some up? facade went up this week. It's nice. coming together. Yeah, so Lou Cardenas is on the corner of Ninth and Main. The northwest side, and they mm-hmm. are going to have some um, pseudo. Looks like you can purchase those units, right? No, they're for rent. They're for rent. Um, sort of nice ones. Rooftop access, main floor. You know, it's mixed use, like some everything going on. Main up floor now. retail. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Uh, cool redevelopment because that corner was weird. You could go there for your Catholic books, though. I think before, and you can't anymore. <laughs> right? Is, yeah. is that the one? Yeah, that was the one. Or the tall Catholic candles or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah the tall yeah, totally. candles. <laughs> I bought one of those candles once. And tried to use it. It just would not stay lit. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I was like, these are cheap. I want a candle. It was like a dollar yeah. at the grocery it store. It wouldn't stay lit? It just wouldn't oh, stay lit. I, have, I was like, do I need store, a drain, like a like drill a hole in this so that it gets some – like I'm not going to get <laughs> silicosis over that. That's not worth it. Okay. Um, you want to you switch heard, over? Oh, no. No, I got a couple more things. Uh, I heard that they are finally going to go ahead and demo the old Chicago building. Yeah, I saw that. I missed. Where's my notes? I don't have it. Okay. Yeah, so they bought that. Tried to. And it sounds like they're just like rebuild new and go for the yeah. concept. Yeah, I saw that. I can't remember the details. I don't have my article up, but yeah, it just got too expensive. Obviously, and everybody's been wondering what was going on. And just yeah, it's been sitting there. idle. Um, but that'll be great. Yes, get rid of it. It's a mess. It's just scrape base. Nothing historic or special about it. It's just scrape and rebuild. Yeah, no, it's the it's an old. It's like a no. It's going to be Chinese fine dining. It'll be fine dining. Okay, so it's like East Moon, but goes fine dining mm-hmm. type of thing. Nice. If they have gluten-free options, I'd be totally into that. Of course they do. It's Asia. They yeah. have gluten-free everything. I know, but yeah. like if like if I go to get Chinese food, like well, what am I nah, going to Yeah, not Chinese. You know? I think Vietnamese, that kind of stuff. Yeah, If it's great. Asian fusion, you'll get some Vietnamese influence. But like a lot of the stuff in like China, you know, Chinese, yeah. and I'm, I'm air quoting like crazy right now. 
Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's glossy and I love that stuff, right. but I have to make it at home because it's all fried or it's got some sort of weed binder and it's like, I need it. Um, help us show along my pride and celebrate all things loco with our first ever community mascot. Oh. Yeah. Submit your idea that embodies the best spirit of our city, and you may see your idea come okay. to life. What did our guest Keith say about the Longmont flag and how it looks like a bong? Oh, yeah. It looks like a crack pipe. <laughs> the crack, crack pipe. pipe. Even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Oh, no, that's... Um, do they have suggestions already? Um, there were some on the subreddit. I'm not seeing if there's a... I'm not seeing that there's a like view poll results or whatever. I think it's kind of open-ended now. It's a little loosey-goosey. You can just submit your mascot name and description of mascot. So it's not like a we have five and then Bodie McBoatface is at the top gotcha. already or whatever. Okay. Um, so the Visit Longmont Mascot Idea Contest is open to all Longmont, Colorado residents. Huh. Mm-hmm. Please enter your information below to be notified if your idea is selected as a finalist. Winners will receive recognition by identifying something, whatever. Uh, 250 words or less. Please describe your idea for Longmont Mascot. Include an explanation of what's you know why whatever name the mascot but it's not required right. um, I got it I got it I got it a turkey goose goose do you, for do the you, geese were you around, around town were you around yeah. when the when the geese were painted yes the big, I yes. would say maybe a, a good one. maybe like a ghost turkey a ghost yeah <laughs> Because they, because they all died. We probably are haunted yeah. by the ghost turkey yeah, we are. in Longmont. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my submission: ghost turkey okay. in memory like of it. the uh, the turkey plant. Okay. The butterball. The butterball turkey. The butterball. The butterball yeah. turkey. The butterball. Yeah, it just says butterball and like X's <laughs> over the eyes. Oh, that's spectral morbid. blue. Yeah, the goose could be good. The goose is good. I like Osprey. that. Osprey. Osprey, yep, that's good. I think one of the ones I saw was a, like, generalized monster form for long monster. (laughs) No. No? Hard no. Hard pass, she says. Ghost turkey's my favorite because I came up with it. As a moniker or whatever it is. Uh, Okay, we'll keep on. I really don't care. I think it's fine. People want to have fun. Have a little whimsy in your life. Annie says, no, I like rules. I'm a big nerd. I don't like rules. I like a sense of humor. But long monster's just, like, kitschy and hacky. I don't know. Hacky. It's a little hacky. So, uh, mm-hmm. have you heard about this haunted house down near Whibby? There, like, a, like there's actual ghosts in it, spooky ooky? No, or it... no, no. Like okay. a Halloween set up haunted house or whatever. No, I haven't. 218 Kimbark. I've heard it's terrifying <laughs> that people like are not making it through. And it's like this family run wow. haunted house. Good for them. Two, I know. Yeah. I mean, same with uh, Steve's like giving us like the pass, like cut, cut. He's like, no, I, I'm kind of the same way. I don't love haunted houses. They I'm saying out, but... go to the bathroom before you go. Enjoy it. <laughs> have fun. Or put the put the pipe for whatever's in it. Put it down beforehand because you might have a little freak out. Yeah. So it says. Uh, no, oh, I haven't seen this one. So it's. <laughs> it's called. Here we go. This is perfect. The empty grave haunted house. Will you be a chicken or a turkey? Oh. What happened at the Longmont Food Co. processing plant? Known, oh. known for unbelievably low prices and the freshest meat and poultry products on the front range, the Longmont Food Co. crown jewel was centered central poultry processing facility in Longmont. With state-of-the-art upgrades in the 1950s, the Longmont Food Co. <laughs> kept grinding away at people. <laughs> Actually, that's crossed out. Prices. <laughs> During its hay, the plant could process more meat-like product than any other facility in the country, but something wasn't right. Sweetie Todd undertones. Just as reports of missing persons and suspicions began to rise, the deliveries stopped suddenly. The factory was found empty and abandoned. Oh, man. Read the full legend here. Uh, Skip into the long-abandoned Longmont Foods Co. Central Processing Plant and find out for yourself. Will I, it be a chicken or a turkey? <laughs> I love it. 
That's a great write-up. That's amazing. Like, my props is a whoever wrote that I write for a living. Um, way to go. Love the it. The Empty Grave Haunted House. I might have to go to this. That sounds pretty, yeah. Honestly, like I'm not really a haunted house person, but that sounds I mean, I think sold. a lot of them are just, like, not great, you know? Right. Like, if it's if it stinks. But if you really commit to the bit, so yeah. it could be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, you got All anything right. else? Uh, probably, man. You know I don't remember anything. It's fine. You want to talk about you? We say we got to go. Oh, we got to go. Like, oh, hurry up today. Whatever. Fine. We're in a rush. Jeez, let's get moving. I love I get here. All right, Steve, you are here to talk to us about really the ballot. I mean, we don't ever get political on side no, we dish. Don't. We really don't. This is a you're like actually a the first guest that's been invited to talk about something related to elections, ballot, or like, like city policy stuff. Water well, based terms but. about this type, like yeah. sea change for us or a watershed yeah. moment. This but is a big deal. You were you were sent to us from on Susan's recommendation, and I said, you know, what the heck? Why not? And we have we do have elections coming up, and yeah. so that is my reminder to everyone to please get out and vote. And if you remember our late founder, not like dead, but like no longer on the podcast founder. <laughs> Uh, Eric Ozempa, who R. always R. said, please vote early because it helps the ballot counters so and much. I so. say, please vote often. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way because I could get arrested. Yeah. Um, so yeah. just to tee it up, we are here to talk about ballot issue. Which one is it? 3D. 3D. Okay. Which is the arts venue. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just going to level with you, Steve. I'm not super sold on this, so I'm really excited for you to be here to convince me today. Convince, yeah, hearts and yeah. minds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm and open campaign. and convincible, but I'm not convinced yet. I, so. I, I'm probably on the other side, so knowing less than I should prior to voting. So let's be informed. Yeah. So, so hit us, Steve. Tell us who you are, your role, and how this whole thing came to be, and where we're at with things. Yeah, as I mentioned, I'm a treasurer of the Longmont Alliance for Arts and Entertainment, mm-hmm. and um, president of the board for the Longmont Symphony Orchestra, which is. Tremendous. Amazing. Were you around when they hired the new conductor? I came on just after, and okay. Elliot Moore is. Elliot, that's right. He wins. I mean, for us to they, have Elliot Moore so in this city is magnificent. I man. saw the concert in the park. We had to get out of the house. You know, I never leave the house, but I had to get out of the house because my parents were around. So we went to um, Old Thompson Park. Yeah, yeah the July 4th. Uh, it sounded really good. Yeah, it yeah, really is really that. is great. And Cannons at the end with the 1812 Overture was Very just cool. superb. We just uh, did a concert, in fact, where... Um, the uh, chamber orchestra version of our orchestra played um, The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary about um, what's happening with uh, social media. And uh, mm. there were several people there who were high-ranking people for Facebook and, and you know and everything. And they all are very worried about where all this is going. And, uh, and so the orchestra played while the, while the movie played and we thought we were pretty cool. Wow, so that's that was, awesome. That was lots of fun. That was at the museum this last this last week. <laughs> yep. And that kind of kind of says what the issue is. Uh, we play at the museum. We play at Thompson Park for mm-hmm. that concert on July 4th. And we usually play over at Skyline right. uh, at what is called the Vance Brand Civic Auditorium. Mm-hmm. And when it was formed back in the 70s, it was a partnership between the city and the school district. And then... Um, a prior city council uh, about 10 years ago decided, you know, that's okay. Let the school district have it. Really? So, so now the school district has that Vance brand place. Mm-hmm. And, the dilemma, and what do you mean by that? Like has, like you have to pay the school district now instead of getting, correct, is it correct. really a fine, a money thing? Well, it's, it's, it's a money thing, but it's also a scheduling thing. And I'm, and I'm, what I'm about to say could sound critical of the school district, but I don't mean it for it to be. 
because they, they have We're cracking a, down. They have a great yeah. They have a great need for that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when a, a community organization like the Symphony or the Longmont Corral or the Centennial State Ballet or whatever wants to use that space, you kind of get backed up behind mm-hmm. what the school district needs it for. So how many like nights a week is that thing used? Um, that's a good question. I would I would say that it's probably three, four times a week that it's used for various reasons. Now, when we need it, we need it for the concert, but we also need it for rehearsals. Mm. Mm. So that means we're using up more time that the school district might need it for. Right. And uh, the other funny thing is, is that um, it's very interesting when new people come to listen to the symphony and they're from out of town and they're used to going to a place to see the symphony that allows them to do what we love to do when we go to Denver uh, for the Colorado Symphony. We go in and we order the drink we want mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. intermission, and then we go in. So that was another question, man. Can you? Is there no workaround for serving alcohol or doing food trucks or something on the premises? It, I, it could be food trucks, but I, it can't be alcohol on, they, on school property. And you guys can't get like a some sort of exception nope. for it? So Zero. We'd really be looking at a high school seniors in the parking lot style I mean, situation where you really have like crushing. a Buick, pops a truck, there's like some I mean, booth, my f- chug, 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 yeah. go in this watch. Yeah. My first criticism <laughs> of the whole ballot issue is like, we have brand, Vance Brand. This is an amazing asset mm-hmm. in the community. What is the problem with it? And so I'm, I'm interested and that's, to hear and that's what a, some of those And are. that's a dilemma w- with it. Um, the other dilemma is that we have new people coming to see the symphony. I can tell you that we've had several people say, I'm going to go to a concert in a high school. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a fine place, advanced brand. Um, however, it's not a dedicated center for arts and entertainment. So that um, Longmont, uh, we did a, a feasibility study in Longmont several years ago. And uh, it was conducted by a national firm. And they decided Longmont could support it. Longmont should have it. Longmont's in the perfect place for it. Um, we were talking about donuts earlier. We're the hole in the donut. Um, when you look around the area, and that's why we'd be a good place to make this happen. So what are some of the closest facilities that are similar to this if you go a, a radius out from Longmont? Um, Arvada. Arvada is a good example. Now, Arvada's huge, though. That yeah. pl- that's enormous. So. But that's a good example of, of, a, of one. Uh, Greeley's another. Uh, Fort Collins is another. And so if you think about those. And what, like, capacity, I guess, are we talking? Because it, it's 200 or so at um, Stewart at the museum. 250. 250. And um, how many can you see at Advanced Brand? 1,200. 1,200. Mm-hmm. How many do you anticipate for LSO you need? Well, we, we're, the, here's, let, me, let me answer in a different way. Yeah. Um, if we can get success with this ballot initiative, then the plan is to build – a center that would have a capacity of a thousand to twelve hundred, okay, um, and kind of like the Vance Brand thing. Mm-hmm. But what it would what it would bring to Longmont is certainly not just the symphony. Um, I'll give you an example of a place it could be. Uh, the Sugar Beet Factory is an interesting place, and there's a a big metal shed that's there. Um, and it's uh, kind of across the street from my favorite place in all of Longmont, which is called Costco. So, um, and so what, what a lot of people do when they're going to Costco is they don't look over to the north uh, on Ken Pratt Extension because they don't want to look at that awful place. That's the sugar beet factory. So there are a set of developers who say, wait a second, that's the history of Longmont. Mm-hmm. If we can turn that into something wonderful— 
then that could be a real centerpiece for what Longmont is. So they even brought in promoters that are nas- promoters of national acts of all kinds, and they said, if you could make this 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 sugar shack into uh, a performing arts center, we could bring in really fine quality national national and internationally known uh, groups. So, so do you think that of the twelve hundred is that sort of sweet spot in terms of capacity? Because that obviously expects affects how big it is and the scope of this whole project, right? Yeah. 1,200 is, is the sweet spot from our perspective. Okay. Uh, the, um, if it were done at the, at the sugar beet factory, that shed could be two, uh, perform, right. uh, two um, auditoriums. Okay. One would be like a traditional tiered kind of an mm-hmm. auditorium. <clears throat> the other would be a flat space, sort of like the Fillmore downtown in Denver. And uh, that would open up into an amphitheater. Yeah, if very few people have done this in Longmont, but if you look, if you get, go out to the west of that that metal building, it is the best view in Longmont. It's a great view. I yeah, mean, it's, it's Long's Peak to pass the Flatiron, yeah. and so that's at one place. Another good place is called the Steam Area, and the mm-hmm. Steam Area there from about Second and Main, kind of diagonally over to Harvest Junction, and on Boston, the New Boston from Main to Martin. Mm-hmm. There's space there, and uh, the vision there is um, a center for arts and entertainment, conference space, and a hotel. Mm-hmm. And that's another way that can happen. So we're not tied to a place uh, where it could be. We're just tied to the concept. So if this passes, does you just you start collecting money and pool it until it gets spent? How do you figure out how and when to spend yeah, it? This is a, this is a really unique uh, idea in my experience with anything any kind of initiative like this. Um, the other two initiatives that are up in Longmont, one for the library, one for recreation, both would mean um, an immediate uh, increase in property tax and in sales tax, not with uh, ballot initiative 3D. Uh, if it passes, then the private sector has to come up with a cool $35 million. If we do that between three and five years from now, then property tax and sales tax would increase. Mm-hmm. Sales tax to maintain it because it would be a city f- facility mm-hmm. and the property tax to be able to kind of uh, bring together the money that's necessary to be able to build it. So, What's the initial raise or what's the initial amount that you're trying to raise? $35 million. If, that's if the private sector commits $35 million, right. And then we would raise an, an additional? Oh, another 45 Thank Another you. 45 Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the mm-hmm. estimate is $80, 80 million. Okay. If this is done... In five years from now, that's a very nice estimate, but what do you think is going to happen in terms of the cost? So anyway, we're saying, we're saying it's $80 million at this point to right. be able to get us started with this. And it's a, it's a, it's a pretty exciting concept. So um, is that me? That's you. You're blowing up. Okay. Uh, yeah, and like these types of mid-sized performing venues, like you say, oh, we could have this side of the next thing show up. But yeah. my friend who um, – Timmy, not that you'll ever hear this, but I love you to death. Um, he works on – on tours, so he's been on Kinky Boots, and he did, did Memphis, and they stopped. They actually stopped in Fort Collins, and it was pretty cool. But it's like there's nowhere, <laughs> there's nowhere to go here, um, and it was it was a nice experience. Like it was a nice thing. My, you know, often we get comp tickets because he's touring with it, and we'll go to his shows, and that type of experience to have that here would be kind of nice. Like, yeah, I think that's that's really the point. Uh, uh, we got the approval, uh, the unanimous approval of the board for the Longmont Economic Development Partnership. Mm-hmm. And they represent the the primary employers, the big employers uh, that employ long monsters. And um, now Annie's really mad. Their, their big point is 
that we need to build more amenities in Longmont so that they can attract employees and keep them here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd never heard the term amenitization, but that's the term that they're using. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the amenities that makes for a great city. Um, you know, when when we were living in Salt Lake, um, there was a, a hotel called the Hotel Utah that was an old, magnificent hotel. That was one thing for me that I always designated, oh, yeah, this is a cool city that it has that. And then it also has the Symphony Hall that is magnificent also. I think Longmont could really be the best city of about 100 to 120,000 people anywhere. We're in, we're in a perfect location. It's so easy to get around this city. But for people who want to, to uh, benefit from the arts, either educa- educationally or just for the fun of it, you got to travel. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's uh, not the most fun to go down to Denver and 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 go see something in Denver. It's a, it's a big stinker route to just go to Boulder. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, and so so this is this is a this is a big deal for us. It's it, we also have the approval of the board for the uh, Saint Brain Valley School District Education Association, and because they saw this as we do, as Elliot Moore does, as other conductors do of other arts organizations, as a real educational opportunity. I mean, it's, it is, it is an, an opportunity to show kids what can happen um, uh, in, in terms of their passion for the arts that is just beginning to build when they have this close at hand uh, in an affordable rate to be able to go and, and enjoy it. When we did the um, opening presser for this, um, it, we did this at that sugar shed place. There was a young man there. Is that what you're just going to call it? You just call it the, the Longmont should, Sugar Shed? We should call it that. It's so cool. Uh, but <laughs> but um, he was playing – he played his blues guitar in that in that shed. I think that was the first blues guitar I ever played there. And then Elliot Moore played his cello there, and I know that was the first cello ever played in that place. But it was just so fun to listen to that young man talk about his passion for mm-hmm. his music and how he wanted to have the opportunity to be able to and – his, and his bandmates to be able to – just stay right here in Longmont and enjoy good and, music. And why is it that they can't get – what is it that would be unique about this in terms of fostering arts and performing arts in young people that we don't have already? Well, it would be the, – the, the concept is a world-class auditorium. Um, so the venue would be something that really would, would, would benefit all the groups that would come in, and they'd see that. Mm-hmm. So we get better and better, better and better and better groups to be able to come like in. Like up the ante a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because there's a lot of groups that, that no, don't necessarily want to go to a high school and, and <laughs> offer what they've got. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, this, is, this is, may seem frivolous to some. I don't think it is. They can't have a full evening that they're used to having when they go to a concert. If yep. it's right. if it's if it's at the high school, so okay. So one of the pe- I've sung in a community choir, and they're we're awesome. We're supported by SCFD, and there's so many <clears throat> small arts groups, particularly out of Boulder and stuff, that get support from SCFD. And I've heard an interesting criticism about the SCFD, which is that because we have that, we end up with so many small arts groups rather than having kind of bigger and Mm -hmm. fewer of them. And what it means is there's not really. Like my little community choir could never fill an auditorium like that. We couldn't afford it. We couldn't fill it because our budget was so small. We were so small. Our reach was so small. But if my choir combined with the Boulder Chamber and with like, and we you know had fewer overall choirs, we probably could fill the Mackies of the world and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, do you feel convinced that there's enough arts groups in this area 
that can actually fill that many seats and and keep it busy enough. Yeah, I would I would say that uh, for sure the symphony could. Yeah, um, for sure symphony. Post post COVID, um, we had over eight hundred people at our first concert, and um, it wasn't like it was some avant-garde 21st century thing. This was host the planets and um, something called Harp of Ages that was an, kind of an original That usually piece. brings the kids in. That's, that's cool. You know, what really brings them in is when Elliot dresses up as Darth Vader in May and oh, we yeah, do our Pops concert one. and he mm-hmm. does a John Williams thing. That that does bring kids in. That'll, yeah, that'll blow some little but that's, for sure. But that's one thing that's true. We do have some smaller venues. You know, the museum is a cool venue, right? but it is for 250 people. Right, exactly. So that really fits for some, for some of the groups. The sure. phase two of the feasibility study said that there should be a 500-person uh, auditorium built next. So that that would be the next venue. So a 1,200-person uh, venue first and then the 500-person venue. It was what their feasibility study said. And so if we had that kind of step up from 250 to 500 to 1,200, that would make sense. And do we ha- – do we the feasibility study seemed to think there was enough demand from, like, audiences for this type of art and for vent- productions that big? Absolutely. And but and, – and I not, it's not a but. And um, this is not just at all long, for the symphony. Long. This, oh, is, right. this is rock and it's blues and it's jazz and it's Broadway and it's comedy acts and – it's cor- uh, uh, choral music and it's ballet and mm-hmm. other kinds of dance and salsa and, and whatever, you know. So that's the point. So. All right. One more question. You're handling them well. But um, if we – if we, um, Jeez, try but, to get you on the ropes. Well, I'm just saying – Okay, I'm ready. Now, I'm ready. This is going to be a tough one, I can tell. <laughs> if there's that kind of demand, if the feasibility study is proving that there's that kind of demand, and yes, we're raising money from private sector. First. Uh, at least half – almost half of it. Why wouldn't the private sector just do the whole thing? Because if there's, if we know out that there's a demand out there and there's a market for it, what would preclude private sector from saying, "No, I'm going to do all of this. Let's not raise taxes. This is my venue. I I see money here. I see an opportunity to make money." That's another option, and and that that is a feasibly could work. However, I think the city sees this as something that will help the city as well. Mm-hmm. So having this being a city-owned venue. Uh, that would uh, provide that kind of support for what the city wants to get done. You know, th- this, this is a— be- just benefit from the taxes? Yeah. Like, there's no right. revenue-sharing model with right. the city, right? No, the, like, I think, when it's run, eventually? Yeah, I think, I think what, the, what the issue is is that this is the only one of the ballot initiatives that has an economic benefit to the city mm. because of what it brings in not only for ticket sales, mm-hmm. but what it brings in for all these wonderful restaurants that you all were talking about. By the way, right. J.P. Cuisine— on 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 Pace and Seventeenth, where Nicholas was, mm-hmm. they bought that was that's, like that's a good one. That's was that an employee that took it over? That was the chef yeah. who took it over nice. because the people retired and the, mm. but J, really good. Oh, place. like really. Italian? It's no, it's more. It's a little kind of a, it's got some Italian, but it's got some really upscale American food. Just really, oh. really beautiful. Nice food. tip. Mm. Totally check yeah. that out. So anyway, yeah. So that's the kind of place that would benefit from this as well. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, interesting joking around about the boutique hotel downtown. But if if when that's built, it's not if when that's built, mm-hmm. and you have a, a great venue close at hand, then that creates business there. It creates business for the other bars and restaurants that are around, et cetera. So yep. it's yeah. a it's a it's a real it's a it's a real kind of a statement about a city, in my view. Um, 
I like it that Longmont's trying to maintain some of his past, but you can't go into the future looking in your rearview mirror. You've got to keep looking outside in front of you. And we are a city of 100,000 people. Um, and I think soon to be about 120,000 if, mm-hmm. if I'm reading correctly what I've read about yeah. the research on this. That being true, what does that mean? What should the city be then? And, and looking to the future, it seems really clear to me that this is a really important thing for people to think about. Uh, Cameron Grant, who is one of our advisors and uh, is a wonderful attorney in town, he wrote a, um, a piece for the Times Call. And in it, he said, let's be courageous about our future. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's why we're really pushing for people to vote for this. Part of it for me is um, why I'm in favor with taking a punt on something like this, even if you know, it might not be perfect, is like the amenitization piece of it. I think people look at Longmont still to this day and think that we have one traffic light, cows in the streets, and like it's a bedroom community for a lot of places. And I see a lot of threads saying, one, what do you do after dark, which means like, where do you go to shoot pool frequently? But that's not what I would do. Um, and then... Um, two, I'm moving to Longmont. I'm going to work in Boulder. Like, you know, it's where people can come and live. And I want people to come here and like, I want to stay because I don't need a lot of, like, I, I can't eat out a lot of places anyway. And I'm very happy to be a homebody, but these are the types of things that I enjoy doing. And I do not enjoy going to Denver. I hate traffic and like parking. I don't want to drink and then try to figure out how to go somewhere after that. So I'm I'm big into that thinking. I want to live here if possible for a while, and I would love to have this. I do not want to have to leave the city. I think it's an amazing city. I don't think we need to outsource that to other places. And I think that the way we're growing, and you know, I I think for me, and this is me on my soapbox. Annie and I can come down on opposite sides. We'll still get along after the show. It's just fine. But um, when I look at it as when I was a, a young man, I grew up in a small town, and there was very little. I mean, there was nothing to do. There was nowhere to go. And I was passionate about music. There was no music. Um, that was not a thing that as a community that we invested in. And I, you know, I remember very much, like, thinking this is I, – I do this for me. I get to play at a bar once in a while because my girlfriend at the time, her mom owned the bar – And like that was it. That was the extent of it. You know, I could have probably gone in if it wasn't for this special thing because it was a bar and they weren't serving drinks. Like there was nothing like that. And we have an opportunity to show that as a community we're investing in things that are not just STEM. Like I think that that is – to me that's important. There's an intangible, there's an ephemeral piece to it. And I could pontificate about this all day, but just basically I think that there's intangibles to having these sort of resources in town and showing people that you value them and putting – your money where your mouth is about that and not just saying like, oh, the arts are so important. It's like, well, yeah, that's great. But, you know, what are you doing about it? Are you going to do anything about it? Um, and I'm guilty of it in my own home because like my, my walls are full of like weird junk that I find and I don't invest in local artists. But, you know, at some point you have to say it, it's not just science. It's not just these other pieces. It's not just the bare minimums that we need to show that we – you have to stop and say, okay, you know, like we could probably get something that's of a value, value prop for the city, could make more money or something. But you have to stop and say, culturally, I think this is a good thing. And I think it's it's a good thing. Whether or not it's a perfect fit, it's a perfect location, I, there's a lot of weeds in there to, to discuss. But what, what kind of revenue loss would the school district experience if that goes, if LSO and others don't use Vance Brand anymore? And that's and, and another good question. Um, I don't know the answer precisely to that. I think that wouldn't be um, a downside for the school district. There would be some loss of revenue for that, but it wouldn't be a real big downside for the school district. 
Um, for I, I have to say, for me, um, I I really think we could um, walk around and chew gum at the same time. Uh, I am committed to making sure that people who have the most need get what they need. Um, you know, I, I really do believe in both affordable and attainable housing that we've got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to figure out how to expand what Recovery Cafe does for people who are trying to be in recovery from their addictions mm-hmm. as another example. All of that is essential. We've got to make sure that everybody has the food they need and the sustenance they need. Part of that sustenance, though, for me, is the arts. Because you've got to feed your soul as well as your belly uh, in order to in order to really thrive, and and that's the point of this for me, and the reason why I'm involved in in helping to make it work because it's uh, it's something I think is a real need for the city. <laughs> Anything else? No, I, I feel just... like we've taken these two sides and like it, oh, no. it, it's not it's not as combative as maybe it honestly like. I don't disagree. I just for me it's all about the economic case. Right. In in a time where we're really struggling, inflation is really out of control. We have seen tax increases with every election the last number, however many times. I I just I'm worried. I mean, the chamber came out formally um, not in favor of this initiative. And it was a hard decision for the chamber. And they agree. But they're looking at it 100 percent from an economic benefit standpoint. Mm. And they felt that the harm uh, and they did against all three ballot initiatives. That, so both the rec center. Yeah, let's keep that, and, keep that point in mind. It's yeah, they came out and. Against all three initiatives. That's right. And so, again, just and, – and I and I kind of am in that camp, not that I don't value, but in the sense of like right now, as much as we want to spend money on these amenities, we have to try to do what we can to keep housing – or taxes lower because businesses are already suffering so much from inflation and we already have a housing problem. There's too many other competing priorities. The – I appreciate whatever quote you said before about – someone being about being courageous because I think honestly, if we're really honest about this initiative, that is kind of what it comes down to. It's a risk. It's totally risky. This is not cat in the bag. This is going to pay for itself. It's going to bring all the economic benefit and it's going to be equal. It's going to be equity, equitable rather. Um, is risky and it, we don't really know the future. We're not looking at a crystal ball here and seeing it, it's just, we think it's a good idea. We think it's going to be better in the long run for Longmont. We're going to punt or not punt. We're going to go long on Longmont. So I don't, if, if we're honest in that way about it, I can get on board with someone saying, let's be courageous. Let's be honest. Let's take this like financial risk for what we think will pan out because we think this is going to be a better long month in the future. Uh, that resonates with me a little bit. Well, and if we don't, if we don't raise the $35 million in three to five years, then there is no tax increase because there is no center. Right. So, so that is a this, nice this piece is a sequential, this. This is yeah. a, a sequential thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's – you know, the, the chamber did come out in favor of putting it on the ballot. And I salute the chamber also for uh, when they did the State of the City uh, kind of event, the museum last week. Um, they allowed um, tables for the three initiatives. We showed up. And that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I thought that they, totally. that they did that as well. I appreciate what small business is going through. They always have gone through it. Um, I also appreciate that my house has gone up in value so much. It, it really has mm-hmm. as a homeowner. And so why wouldn't my property taxes go up if my the value of my house has gone up? I'm not, that's a thing for me to think about. You know, so I'm, I am proud to vote for mm-hmm. this, and I'm proud next year to vote for what the school district will come up with with its bond election as well. 
because I care about the future, not just for our eight-year-old grandson who lives in Old Town, but, but for all the kids that are that yeah. are. And I, I like that, too, because when I think about this stuff, um, we stopped using the rack center because it was so swollen, you know, five years ago or whatever, pre-COVID. It was just, like, untenable and people vote. We, oh, we don't need the expansion. But it's like you can't go there. You can't go there. It's yeah. so crazy. Right. And I may never go back. But I would still be in favor of the community having that asset that other people could go and use because some of that stuff then, I mean, um, you talk about economics, like at some point you're not providing, like it's not supposed to be an economic benefit, like you're providing a service for the citizens. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being courageous. I'm okay with it, taking a big punt and saying like, yeah, we're trying and we can, this could, this could fail abysmally. It could, everything could, like the economy could tank. Um, you know, any number of things could go wrong, but I, I think like investing in the community makes it will make the community more robust and make it a bigger draw for people to come here and be here. And like that's the upside. Yeah, that's the upside. And if we're running out of space for housing, then we need to get more creative and, and be more tolerant about the types of housing that, especially in the center of Longmont, where it could be denser. Like those are just things that I think we need to do better for the people. Like your person living here, you should have access to these things, um, and the rest can can come along. But I'm you know. I'm a I'm an old lefty, so it's whatever. That's that's me. <laughs> so Steve, back to the symphony, and I appreciate you saying that this is not all about the symphony. But let's do talk about what would be beneficial to the symphony getting their own house, right? Like, mm. um, obviously, Elliot's super talented. The it seems like the symphony's just been thriving since he arrived. It's are, are you guys finding the membership is up or yes. season tickets? I guess rather yes, by a lot uh-huh. uh, this year. The other thing we're, we're doing with the symphony is uh, we are increasing uh, the pay that we give to our musicians. Lovely. Um, totally. It's only been a couple of years. This is, an, this is an interesting thing. The symphony has been around for more than 50 years, and it's only the last two or three years that we've paid everyone who Ooh. plays. Wow. And what the effect of that is is increasing the quality of the music. Yeah. that's coming forward. Yeah. It really is. And we, so we're going to continue to increase the, 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 that uh, pay for musicians and, uh, you know, obviously as a challenge for us in terms of fundraising and all that. Yeah. Because ticket seals never pay for any symphony or any chorale or any ballet or any whatever. <laughs> yeah, the arts in general. So, um, but we're, we're working hard to make all that happen because we know what the benefit is uh, to this community of having this wonderful symphony. It's and are you really hoping great. to expand into like other communities and draw from other markets once the, 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 the performing arts center would help facilitate yeah. pulling from other markets more? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, that's, that's a really important point. Um, we have a board member who lives in Erie and um, Rick says uh, for the symphony and Rick says, my goodness, the symphony ought to be coming to Erie. So we're working on that process with the, the Erie City Council uh, to be able to come to Erie um, uh, on the Sunday right after a Saturday night concert because we'll have the soloist in and all the stuff that you need that to do. That makes sense, yeah. And, um, and that's an example of reaching wh- out. Because where would our, they play in Erie? I think probably at the high school. High school. <laughs> yeah. Erie High School? Yeah. I was in there the other day, by the way. Fancy. Oh, my gosh. The it, high school. I, I, like, I'm a little jealous It feels like about, a ski resort in yeah, there. Yeah. But the – my the high school I went to was built for boomers, and so like it it was just very you know it was very like okay institutional you know, yeah just like all right and so then it like as soon as I left they built a new one it's like oh man wow that looks so much nicer I know, like, I know it's crazy because it's like the asbestos annex that they would have that had no AC in it you know it's like <laughs> looks like a trailer out in some field and you're like 
okay, yeah, go out there and like bake for a while. Try to focus, kids. Um, but yeah, I think that that's great. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's good when they have that ice facilities for everybody. Yeah, and so I think that's part of. By the way, back to the feasibility study, that's part of the reason they said Longmont would be great because people who live in Erie, people who live in Frederick, people who you know live around uh, in Bertha or whatever. That's this mm-hmm. is really a good place to. To, to build out our extended community. That's that's one of our goals, in fact, for the symphony is to build out into our extended community, not just consider Longmont mm-hmm. as our community. So would the venue run as a venue and be like its own promoter? Like yes. the venue, okay, you maybe hire some private company that wants to be the venue promoter? Right. For, okay. And the, and the idea is, is very clear to us who are involved with the arts that the executive director needs to be an entrepreneur who knows how to promote. That's the point of this. Yeah. And this could be a city facility, but we need to have that. Right. That it's almost talent. like an arm of visit Longmont. <laughs> you bet. But it's got to be a real talented person who can yeah. really pay attention to that marketing and pay attention to that ticket sales issue and all that. And how do we get better and better performers to be able to come into Longmont mm-hmm. to benefit us? Cool. All right. So winter ballots due? On the, I think it's the 7th, right? Of November. Okay. Oh, do you know? Coming up. Do you actually know? Oh, I was literally asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't either. I'm like, oh, yeah, tell me because I'm actually – It's November. Like, I'll think about that when it changes from October to November. Yeah, if you I haven't seen your Halloween ballot yet, they're supposed to be out. So yeah. you're looking around and all yeah, your pamphlet stuff and all that stuff. So We're delivering ours to the Y over on Sweet. Nathan Lashley <laughs> tomorrow. So. Colorado nice. makes it extremely easy to vote. There's and no, I will say, no excuse. I will say, like, I'm all for democracy. So if you are for, you're against, whatever, get out there. Get your butt out and vote. Um, you know, make your make your voice heard. Civic engagement is key to a healthy democracy and all that. So, uh, you know, do that. Well, Steve, whether this passes or not, congratulations on a successful campaign. I mean, this has been talked about a lot. You guys have been working really hard on this initiative. There's been a lot of people behind it. So I applaud you for your volunteering. I assume it's volunteering. It is. <laughs> on this project <laughs> and, you know, thinking long for Longmont. Appreciate well, it. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you. And we're doing an outro. All right. Well, we thank Andy Epler and David Cutter Music for our intro and outro music. Uh, give us a like. Give us a follow. Email us your comments, questions, or whatever at SideDishLongmont at gmail.com. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Out. <laughs>